When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that was recently cast as holding Cockfield in the upcoming intercrural porn, Catcher in the Thigh. <laughs> you said cock, and I immediately thought rooster, because today's going to be a clusterfuck. Cl- cl- I'm, <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And, and boy, a clusterfuck it is going to be. Boy, um, today. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. This one's going to be rough. <laughs> Can I leave yet, or do I have to do this episode with you? Yeah. Uh yeah, we're gonna talk about bestiality. We're gonna talk about bestiality or bestiality, Best, as the British lady I listened to said a, a whole bunch in uh, her uh, podcast. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about bestiality. We're gonna and talk about bestiality. There's good reason. It's been. I just want to. We'll say this in the episode. It's often connected to gay shit as like the slippery slope argument. So like this is why we've done topics like incest, like pedophilia. We talk about them because they are things that are thrown in our face as to why we don't deserve rights. So it's interesting. People, someone in the past on Twitter, someone like you know that sent like in our DMs a MAGA flag and was like, "You fucking suck. You're a pedophile because of." Uh, Jeffrey Epstein and was like because of him I was like you mean that straight guy that's a right. pedophile like right. that's a bad example anyway yeah. they he like pointed out like you talk talked about pedophiles is like yeah we're allowed to talk about the insults that are thrown at us there's danger in it because then people can say look you talked about it and that's proof of something I don't know what I mean but, re- okay really we can talk about what the fuck we want to because it's our fucking show that's true <laughs> that's true so yeah if you're if this offends you fuck off but anyway that's we're not there yet don't but, fuck off yet but first but first I the, here's some feedback okay okay feedback in the form of an iTunes review uh oh the title was Sasha Colby in all caps not caring about the finale and don't even care to ask? Ha! Whack! We get you don't care for for Drag Race, but put some respect on Sasha Colby. One star. Damn. All right. Hey, if you're okay with the fact that we don't care about Drag Race, go rate, review, and subscribe because that helps us. Yeah. 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 Please, please help us undo that one star review, y'all. Just because. Just because. Speaking of, we can talk what, about whatever we want to on yeah. our podcast, yeah. I guess. But then people get to rate however they want to. So I support your one star review. It's it's. This is what I don't feel bad about one star reviews that accurately like say like here's a thing about your show, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, you're right. And if you if you wanted a big drag race review, this is not the place to get it. So you correctly assessed that that we are not the people for that. So like the dude I, that got pissed that we shit on Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care about you, Cleveland. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 News the first. Dickbag fuckface assholes in Montana, Kyle. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. We got to talk about Montana again. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks in a row. Um, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte has signed into law a bill banning gender-affirming care for trans minors. So... It'll take effect October the 1st, and uh, it has been called 
quote, draconian by the human rights campaign. Damn. Um, but really what I want to talk about, it's not it's not significantly different from from the like shitload of other states that are doing very similar things. Right. Like uh, so as, equally horrifying then. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's ex- exactly. Uh, but it is interesting that he did that despite the fact that he has a gay non-binary son. Damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, I guess, my son. Yep. Yep. David Gianforte, who is 32 years old and is the son of Republican Montana Governor Greg Gianforte, uh, came out as non-binary and is lobbying his father to veto anti-LGBTQ legislation. Uh, He spoke with the Montana Free Press a few weeks ago, and he uses he-they pronouns and came out to his family as gay in 2021. And he set up a formal meeting and read a statement that he also provided to the newspaper, quote, Hey, Dad, thanks for setting aside time to meet with me. It means a lot to me. There are a lot of important issues passing through the legislature right now. For my own sake, I've chosen to focus primarily on transgender rights, as that would significantly direct, directly affect a number of my friends. I would like to make the argument that these bills are immoral, unjust, and frankly, a violation of human rights. They asked him about it later. He said, I do have a family relationship with my father that I'm trying to preserve. I felt that the best way to go about this would be to reach out to him in a more formal manner. And he was very willing to meet with me, but apparently not do a fucking thing different. Can you imagine, like, (laughs) having your son and being like, oh, wow, I'm going to directly hurt my son and still passing something? Like, that's, man, some people's love is not unconditional. Yep. Yep, And that sucks. He said, quote, it's bizarre to me to read the press release that my father put out. He talks about compassion toward children, the youth of Montana, while simultaneously taking away health care from the youth in Montana. It's basically a contradiction in my mind. And he publicly supported uh, Representative Zoe Zephyr, who's the the trans woman that they ousted now from the House. Um, And uh, uh, anyway, so just Montana, get your shit together. Fuck you. (laughs) And like seventeen other states in the last Oh yeah, weeks, yeah. But... Mo- most of the United <laughs> fuck off most of the United States, I guess. Uh news the second. So in the United Kingdom, there has been a push by a organization called Turning Point UK or TPUK, and they have been protesting a pub called Honor Oak Pub, who has been hosting family-friendly drag events. So they've been going and protesting, trying to prevent people from going to these drag shows. Turns out that TPUK is actually an offshoot of an American far-right group. So we're exporting this bit bullshit, oh, apparently. Sorry, everybody. And at their latest attempt here just uh, yesterday, so the, the over the weekend, apparently counter-protesters showed up and uh, they outnumbered the protesters and drown out all of their chanting with George Michael songs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's beautiful. Yep, yep. It's in it's a this is in southeast London in a uh, I think neighborhood called Lewisham, um, which I hope I pronounced right because it seems like a lot of really old British names. We'll like, get some emails that are like it's pronounced Lewisham. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> th- thanks. I I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, so so it's a drag story time and brunch, and the host is called That Girl, <laughs> and she... That's a great name. Yeah, yeah. She put out the call and said, you know, it has come to our attention that there are plans to protest another of our events. I would like to thank you all for your support of the previous two. We cannot do this alone. We're calling you again to stand with us against this bigotry. 
Um, and so I guess the police kept the two groups separated from each other. Mm. And it just, I don't, it's literal fucking Nazis, Kyle. That's what's happening. Yeah. When you're standing there and you look around and you see like a Nazi symbol, you're in the wrong spot. It doesn't matter where you are. Get leave. You're yeah. not. That's the wrong place to be. You're on the wrong literal side of like you got get the fuck out of there. Yep. Literal Nazis are agreeing with you. Get out. And it's uh, I I think I've seen so many times that the counter protesters outnumber the protesters. This is such a vocal minority, and it sucks that they're the ones that are controlling uh our like government and like the conversation in the country it is a minority it yep. is a minority of people this is not everyone who wants this this is not even uh, hashtag not all republicans it's not all republicans that want this right yeah yeah polls are consistently showing at least in this country that over half of the u.s is pissed about all of this anti-trans horse shit yeah so, yeah um 57 was the latest one that i saw i think it was usa today yeah um but, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, UK, for us giving you the, our horseshit. Although, to be fair, y'all have JK Rowling. So, like, yeah. maybe, maybe. You they know. exported some shit our way, too, you know? Like, <laughs> take a little, give a little. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tits for tats. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, news the last. So, Bernie Wagenblast, who is the voice that you hear on New York subways, okay, has come, come out as a trans woman. Oh, <laughs> so uh, Bernie Wagenblast began living full time as a woman at the start of 2023, took to social media to make the announcement. Vaccines, man. They'll do that to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, she had known since childhood that her true gender was not the one she was assigned at birth. On the WNYC podcast, Death, Sex and Money, Wagenblast, who's now 66, said she recalled first feeling like a girl at age four. Quote, I remember clearly being at my grandmother's house, sitting in front of her vanity, putting on some of her necklaces, and I think she had powder at her vanity and putting that on my face. It felt good. It felt natural. It felt like, why can't I do this? I'm not sure when I first came across the impression that this wasn't okay, but I think fairly soon I realized that this was not okay. So uh, she was on a podcast. It was, it was WNYC's podcast, uh, Death, Sex, and Money. And I have a clip of her from that podcast where, where she sort of makes fun of herself and the voice that she recorded that's now ubiquitous in New York City. It's a computer putting together all these little words and phrases that I recorded and trying to make a sentence. So it, it would sound something like the next downtown number one will arrive in one minute <laughs> i know <A> that <laughs> i recognize that voice yeah a hundred percent yeah anyway uh and and she said uh she's decided not to change her name which is something that trans people do sometimes uh, she said bernie wagenblast i prefer to be called bernie um and that uh, that still fits my gender bernie can be short for bernadette oh i love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i also it's really important to see people of all ages uh, coming out as trans or, or, or just just being trans because so many people say it's like, oh, this is a Tumblr generation. This is a Gen Z thing. This is because like, no, it's not. People of all ages are trans. Yep. You just don't know about them. And there are not more left handed people that like he's just when we start to be more open about 
identities and people learn more about them and people feel more comfortable coming out, then that's what happens. I really just sort of love the idea that the Proud Boys wouldn't ride the subway anymore because it's a trans ass (laughs) voice or something. I mean, I I feel like trans people are wriggling their little fingers all (laughs) over. You know, we got Bud Light. Like there's so many things. It's just like, just have a little finger in everything. And pretty much they won't be allowed. They won't be able to be in the country because too much of it will be trans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's trans the water. Let's trans. Let's put, we're dumping some glitter into Hudson Dump Bay. glitter, trans the water, and then you can't live here. you right. got to move. Right, yep. That's the ideal. And that's the news. Wow, that was like an official, you've never done that before, Mike. <laughs> Why did that sound like an official thing we always do? Um, speaking of drinking the water, these people have been drinking our Kool-Aid, our new Patreon members. Thank you to Elliman or Eli Man? Eli Man. I don't know. Elemento? No. <laughs> Elemento. <laughs> um, uh, Stefan Wickley? Stefan? S- yes. It's not Stephen. It is. Stephen? What, Mike? Okay. I know I read some things wrong, but I do know the word Stephen. <laughs> I do. I've read that. I've read that name a couple times in my life. Um, and Nathan Olson. Nailed it. Nailed Nathan. Um, so if you want to join Patreon, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast to get bonus content episodes and lots of get episodes a day early, ad free. Uh, it's great. You should do it. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> you were talking about bestiality, I'm Kyle. So excited, Mike. Okay, okay. Why are we? Ta- you were the one that suggested this topic. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I like and support it. But why did you suggest this? Why? Why this? Why now? Why us? Well, why, and now why now? I don't know. I don't know I, either. You, know, that, so, you didn't have to answer any. Sometimes of we have a production meeting, and I'm like, "Fuck it." This is this is the mood I'm in right now. Everybody enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, no, I mean, I I think at, at the end of the day, there is this like cluster of shit that dickbag fuckface assholes always mention in a row, like mm-hmm. they're somehow related: homosexuality, mm-hmm. pedophilia, and bestiality. Mm-hmm. They're like a package deal, and we've covered a lot of gay stuff and we did an episode about pedophilia and I thought, well, you know, we got a the unholy trinity that we need to <laughs> complete the <laughs> complete the circuit or yeah. whatever. It's so that our triforces can combine and we can rise up into the sky and and slay the dragon. I don't know. I am like, gay Captain Planet. <laughs> when your jewelry spits out rainbow lights. Sorry, Captain Planet was already gay. I just that just clicked for me. Yeah. Yeah, gay Captain Planet is Captain Planet, especially the green one. Especially, <laughs> oh, one of them is animals. Is heart? Remember, you could talk to animals. Oh, this is our heart episode. <laughs> this is our heart episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I actually have examples of what you're talking about. Um, I'm pretty sure I did this in in other similar episodes of uh, some of us. Sometimes when I think about this, like, oh, connecting bestiality and gay shit like that's old news like people don't do that anymore and wrong they do all Um, the time yeah Yeah. and i have just a few examples that i wanted to share with you Mm -hmm. did you just make a goose sound (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. i i say i disagree with bestiality except geese yeah oh they're so pretty great (laughs) geese are geese are assholes i know i fucking hate them never mind (laughs) um the 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 geese lovers are gonna send me an email to be like (laughs) Geese are assholes. You're just not petting it right. It's like I'll pet geese however I want. Ben Carson. Oh God. Remember, <laughs> uh, 2016 Republican presidential candidate. Um, not dead. <laughs> not dead. Loves Pokemon or something. Some, really? 
or or mentioned there was something in the news about Pokemon. I forget. That's interesting. No, it was, it, no, it was Herman Cain that died, and then everybody thought Ben Carson was dead mm. because apparently all black assholes are the same. I don't remember that. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. In anyway, in 2013, uh, there's a quote on Fox Nation. And I'm just going to read it. Great. Well, my thoughts are that marriage is between a man and a woman. Great. It's a right. We're already in it. It's a well-established fundamental pillar of society and no group, be they gays, be they Nambla, be they people who believe in bestiality. It doesn't matter what they are. They don't get to change the definition. Yeah. Exactly like you said, it appears in a row always with this kind of slippery slope argument. Um, that also, I know Nambla is a thing. And sometimes I wonder if I were going to invent an organization to help push a narrative, it would be them. <laughs> Why? Oh, oh! Like the right would create. They've done this. They've created. They've started. Like there, there was a bigger push at one point. But like on 4chan, people said like put P as in pedophile in LGBT like P or whatever, and pretend like it's part of the community when yeah. it's really not. So they do these misinformation or disinformation campaigns to intentionally try to connect them. Yep, and it works sometimes. Yep. So like these words have these words matter. People hear this. And then, so part of the reason I included this one is because he tried to clarify. I'm going to read you this. He clarified, like, it, it, there was all the different clarifications he tried to do on different news sources. But I'm going to read you the one he did on New York Magazine. I wasn't equating those things. I don't think they're equal. Just, you know, if you ask me for apple and I give you an orange, you would say, well, that's not an orange. And then I say, that's a banana. That's not an apple either. And there's a peach. <laughs> that's not an apple either. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> where are we Ben Carson what are we doing but it doesn't mean that I'm equating the banana and the orange and the peach and in the same way that I'm not equating those things my point was that once we start changing the definitions then where do we stop great like so not only did you make us a delicious fruit salad yeah. <laughs> we, you stuck with where does it stop which is the original issue which is the point yeah 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 yeah, that word salad was delicious. <laughs> it, I would love a an orange, peach, banana, <laughs> apple, little fruits mixture. So now I'm hungry and angry. The Kyle Getz story. Mm -hmm. um, okay, another person, Lynn Hutchings, member of the Wyoming State Senate, um, representing Cheyenne. This is going to be a good one. Um, in 2019, a high school gay-straight alliance went to Cheyenne, the capital. Great. Um, they were asking people, they were talking about a bill that would help ban workplace discrimination against LGBTQ people. So uh, back in 2019, that was uh, making the rounds, and they were asking people to support it. So they, they ran into her, apparently, and sh they asked her to support it. And in the conversation, she denies this, but allegedly said... If my sexual orientation was to have sex with all of the men in there and I had sex with all of the women in there and then they brought their children and I had sex with all of them and then brought their dogs in and I had sex with all of them, would I be protected for my sexual orientation? Good Lord. You're talking to fucking high schoolers <laughs> like Jesus Christ. I get as adults, sometimes Trump says shit and you're like, holy shit. But like you're talking to high schoolers yeah, and sure. that's your anyway again she said she and then best part she attempted to fist bump the students before leaving oh my god well okay later bro like yeah. walk off um yeah. yeah again she denies she has, she said that and then uh, she totally blew a cat in the alley and, before she went home right because apparently that's what she's having sex with men and women and dogs and children i guess i don't know what she, anyway 
that bill, House Bill 230, the sponsor, Dan Zwanitzer. Oh, we know that bitch. We know that bitch. I, I, so I, I only know that because I actually looked it up on there, like on the website to see like whatever happened to that bill. It said H did not consider in COW committee of the whole. Mm-hmm. So I, my guess is it did not proceed to get voted on or anything. Well, um, no surprise. Thanks. Thanks. Representative Swanitzer. Yeah. The last one in January, 2023 which is the present year we're in. Yeah, that's If you're now. listening to this later. In Florida, at the Florida Atlantic uh, University. Going to be great. Interim Provost Michelle Hawkins uh, made uh, was having a conversation during a faculty meeting where they were, one of the discussion points was the university was collecting info to provide to Florida Republicans. They had requested information about DEI initiatives. Sure. Because... Because we got to have a list of them so we can shut them down. To make, yes, the, uh, because they had legislation that was prohibiting spending funds yeah. on DEI, CRT, uh, other, they called them discriminatory yeah, sure. initiatives. And, you know, they were talking about like, well, the, you, you know, why are you complying? This list kind of highlights black and LGBTQ faculty members unnecessarily um so hawkins the the interim provost at least at the time i don't know um said we did not do that we did not know what color if they were purple if they had sex with animals i mean we had no no idea of what we were doing we did not put anyone under the bus and then the person that was having this conversation or in conversation or whatever with the during this faculty meeting said please don't equate being lgbt with having sex with animals and Hawkins said, oh, are you kidding, Alan? And this person said, no, I am not kidding. Later, their conversation continued a little bit where this person tried to like steer the conversation back to like the black and LGBT employees that they were worried about. And Hawkins said, I doubt that they do have sex with animals. I don't know. Not many people do. <laughs> He's incorrect. Um, I think Michelle Hawkins. She is. Oh, she's. Yeah, she's um, incorrect. Lots of people have sex with animals. Will we get to that? <laughs> We're going to get to oh, that. Boy. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and uh, this was actually the person that was having this conversation who. Okay. Oh. As awful and fucking terrible as that whole thing is, and she's clearly like doing the thing, I just can't get over saying that. She was going to put them under a bus. You don't place someone under a bus. You throw them under As a I bus. was reading that, I was like, that's very weird. You, yeah, I, like, I will gingerly <laughs> yeah. place you under the bus and then we, wave the bus on or something. I don't know. You throw them. I mean, don't, but don't do that. Anyway, yes. And so the person that would have had this conversation that was that called her out during it to be like, don't do that, also said later, he doesn't think her intent was to do this. And he thinks this is one of those, like, he's like, I think this is a moment where you get to teach someone like, here's how you're. So I, I won't say that unlike Ben Carson, I won't like just universally shit on her for, I yeah. don't know how she actually feels. Or Hopefully she learned and understood that like that joke isn't funny. Yeah. And like even going to like the purple like thing for like, why race, I was just like, going to say that. Why do people, when they're trying to say how not racist they are, suddenly call people fucking purple it, or, <laughs> It's like, no, I don't care if you're, and then you just have to list colors yeah. because like all of a sudden you don't care yeah. if they're green, I like, which is yeah. like, that was, we're yeah. not, I don't know. That is very much like a, I'm it, not it, racist, it, but and if you run into a green person, take them to the hospital. <laughs> they have jaundice. Yeah, that purple person can't breathe. You should do the Heimlich. <laughs> or place them under a bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So this stuff still happens. 
to this day. This is not a old school, long gone comparison. These comparisons happen today. Yep, they sure do. And they happened yesterday. So let's talk about the history Ooh. of bestiality. God, yeah, I'm where does this nailing come? my segues today, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> um, where does this come from, Mike? All right. Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, bestiality is also called zoophilia, and it's probably zoophilia, zoophilia. <laughs> but then we get confused with people that love Zoe Deschanel. Right. It's exactly. so difficult. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to say zoo oh, as yeah. consistently as I can. If it comes out zoo at some point, fucking deal with it and don't at me. I don't care. Zoophilia. So that's when a person experiences a sexual fixation on non-human animals. And I love that because people are animals. You can't just say into animals because humans are animals. That's a fact. So Yes. And also, <laughs> we generally agree when we talk about animals, we are talking about non-human animals. So yeah. we clarified it once and you don't have to say it now every time. Right. I won't. Except I do think it's important that we say that as often as possible because the Christian fuckface assholes that are using that word against our community also don't think people are animals. Oh, 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 boy. Because we're better than them or something? Yes. Like we're, we're not animals? We're, we're better? We're Yeah, because okay. God said so. Oh, right? He yeah. created all the beasts on whatever day it was, and he created people later because we're oh. better and newer oh. and different. Well, if I had had this information, I'm going to throw out my research. I didn't know God created beasts a different day. Yeah. Who knew I just needed religion this whole time? I mean, you never know. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah. The, but the thing is, zoophilia really is um, like a love for animals or a sexual interest in animals and is not necessarily the act of having sex with animals. And that's where bestiality, when we say that, usually means some kind of sexual activity yeah. with animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, there is some medical research about it. And medical research suggests that some zoophiles, 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 I just did it. <laughs> Fuck my ass, Kyle. Some zoophiles only become aroused by a specific species. Some are only into horses. Some zoophiles, zoophiles become aroused by multiple species, which may or may not include humans. And some zoophiles are not attracted to humans at all, just animals. Hmm. As far as the history is concerned, there are prehistoric caves that have paintings of people banging animals. And uh, so it's clearly been going on for at least that long. And doesn't seem to be much shame about it when they're like, you know, here's a picture of me spearing an ox and here's one of me fucking it. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought spearing was the fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, there's no great shame or evil if you're just like, you know, keeping a diary uh, and you, <laughs> for everyone yeah. to read on yeah, your yeah. cave wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some references in Hindu scriptures to religious figures that engage in symbolic sexual activity with animals. Uh, there are explicit depictions of people having sex with animals that are on the thousands of sculptures of life events on the exterior of the temple at Kajaraho. <laughs> Kajaraho. Are you okay? That During that, you sounded like you... <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, fading or something. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was trying to say it like a cat. But 
so in in some Hindu traditions, apparently having sex with an animal was believed to be a human having sex with a god incarnated in the form of an animal. That sounds like a rumor that like whatever like cats <laughs> spread. They were like, no, 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 yeah, right? definitely yeah. have sex with us. Right? Yeah, we love it. <laughs> no, don't fuck your cat, everybody. <laughs> uh, but in some Hindu scriptures, like the Bhagavata Purana. And the Devi Bhagavata Purana, uh, having sex with animals, especially cows, because they sacred, mm. uh, leads you to hell. Um, oh, oh, that's a weird. Okay, not that I want to defend having sex with cows, but like that's a weird. Not only like about bestiality, but that's also about the view of sex. Like yeah. sex is a bad. It's not about that. It's a it's a violation. Any sex is a violation or yeah. something like. I don't know. There's. I didn't expect. I thought you were going to say. I have, know. I'm okay, Kyle. I know that we are on lists. Like the government keeps <laughs> oh. lists on search histories, and we're for sure on all of because them because of our weird shit that we look up for this show. But whatever was left definitely filled it today. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, yep. I read so much about bestiality, uh, and uh, uh, there's a whole thing about how like some people defend bestiality when it's with bigger animals because. Uh, you're less likely to hurt them, so that makes it okay. Oh, so, like they're like, go ahead and fuck cows. It's not going to hurt the cow. They're huge. Yeah, well, it's like <laughs> just like with gay men, it's like it's less harm, it's less hurtful the bigger their anus is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I could see that. Like, a, a, like a rat's butt is probably real tiny. Right. Right. So, versus a cow's butt is huge. I could fit. I could fit a bunch of dicks in there. Yeah. I, d- I actually see the logic. I yep, unfortunately see the logic in that. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> what are Great. you doing? Okay. Okay. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't know. I okay. don't know. Um, okay. So the Western tradition, like this is where, this is where shit like gets, gets real. So bestiality was mentioned in the book of Leviticus and it was mentioned in the book of Le- Leviticus right next to the gay stuff. Hmm. Right. So it's, it's um, man d- do not lay with man is right next to do not lay with beasts. Mm-hmm. So there is, at least by proximity, a certain amount of familiarity between the two <laughs> concepts in, in, in the Bible. But they didn't, they weren't equated. They weren't like, uh, they weren't hooked together as being like the same kind of sin or um, like even like weighed against each other. They just were near each other in, in, in Leviticus. And for most of the early Christian era, uh, bestiality was basically no worse than masturbation. It, it got a little worse over time, but not by much. So do you know what a penitential is? Mm-mm. A penitential? When I'm about to fuck a Pentecostal person? Yeah. They're my penitential? Exactly. Yes. Yep. Uh, also, it's <laughs> the name of a, of a book that clergy would write to sort of provide guidelines for what the punishment should be for different kinds of sins. Oh, okay. So like you would go and you would confess and uh, at the confession, then, you know, the priest would say, Hey, you know, you did, you did this, these bad things. So here's your, here's your punishment. Hail for Mary's for some reason is in my mind of what people say at confessionals. Like always do like, apparently if you do 10 Hail Mary's, you're mostly forgiven for anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's like praying the rosary and Hail Mary's and, and, and shit like that. But it could, it could get more like fasting hmm. or self exile or other kinds of ascetic treatments like needing to whip yourself or like there's, hmm. there's a whole bunch of different ways that they could take, but the most common one, especially in media, is right like the Hail Mary. Anyway, the the, the penitential of of Kumian, uh, which is which is super super old. That's like uh, fourth century. 
Um, anyway, before I was born, says yeah, same girl. <laughs> uh, uh, says uh, so. Dude on dude sex is seven years of penance. Okay, which is more than banging your own mom, which is only three years. Unpremeditated murder, which is only three years, and bestiality was only one year. So at least at that wow. time, in the like hierarchy of shit, bestiality was like way down the list in terms of badness, and also gay shit, the very top. And also, I'm no like proponent of mom fucking, but the same as murder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, unpremeditated murder. I guess premeditated murder, like that's the death penalty, right? Still, I mean, yeah. Okay, that's wild. Wow, being gay was very bad. Well, you know, that's that's what they thought. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Th- then there's another penitential, the penitentiale Theodori, uh, which you sent me uh, a big study about about that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it was that's eighth century. There was an Anglo Latin penitential collection of Archbishop Theodore of Canterbury, his judgments about stuff, and that's the first time in writing that bestiality and sex between men are compared. Hmm. So uh, in in it, he says that he who often commits fornication with a man or with a beast should do penance for 10 years. Mm. So that's, they are the same and the pen, the punishment is 10 years. Hmm. So there's, uh, usually when people write about this, they, they say that the two sins were put together to dehumanize men who have sex with men. But at least according to this author that you sent me the paper from, it, it suggests the opposite, that bestiality was elevated to a serious sin because it was put on the same pedestal as mm. gay shit. Hmm. So, oh, uh, because the thing before that actually said it was only one year. And right. now they're like, no, 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 no. It's, it's 10 bad. years. They're both 10 years and it's real bad. And so basically the association, the association wasn't bringing gayness down. It was bringing bestiality down hmm. to the level of the gays. Yeah. So... That's you know. weird. That that reflects how poorly we viewed gay people. That more is like what I take away from that. That sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, um, this 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 paper that you sent me was super interesting because it also mentions that some of this is probably a cultural shift. That in England, people started thinking of animals as not just objects. They started thinking of them as having personalities and anthropomorphizing them. And so that's when the sin of bestiality starts getting worse in the mm. eyes of people. Because if you're just, if it's just masturbation, if you're just like, if if that if that if that clucking chicken is just a flesh jack, then you know that's not, that's that's not as bad as like you know mother hen who like cares about her babies like you violating her, you know. I just, <laughs> what? You just gave me a lot of imagery that is overwhelming. I just got so overwhelmed, I shut down. I didn't know what to do with what you just said to me. Great. It's fine. That's I need to get over it because that's going to be this entire episode. Yep, the but, whole episode. Okay. Uh, so at some point, the death penalty became the punishment for both gay sex and for bestiality. And that was all the way up until 18th century in, in Western Europe and colonial America by extension. So apparently between six and 700 people were executed for bestiality in 17th and 18th century Sweden. 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 Um, and in one bestiality case in the United States, in, in colonial Plymouth, 16-year-old Thomas Grazer was forced to point out the sheep he'd had sex with from a lineup and then had to watch them be killed before he was executed. From a... Could I... Can he? Can you pick a sheep out of a lineup? Is that sheep racist? I'm guessing it's the ones that were smoking. But 
Or the fur is matted <laughs> yeah, down because yeah, yeah, there was yeah. just a load shot on it. Oh, God. That's hard to get. You need some warm water and maybe some detergent to get that out of your sheep. I'm going to wash that cum right out of my sheep. I don't know, man. What's that? I don't know, man. Uh, okay, so apparently some witches were accused of having sex with the devil as an animal. Oh, so he would turn into an animal, and they could they could then you know bang sure. bang bang the devil. Um, sure. But uh, even though they uh, were accused of that and confessed of that, read the Crucible, y'all. Some crazy <laughs> witch trial bullshit happened. <laughs> I guess in some places, bestiality laws were based on the belief that sex with an animal could result in babies. Oh, like we didn't understand how pregnancy and sex worked. Yeah, so that it seems was like, like that's not true. D- don't don't fuck that dog because you're gonna have a dog baby. Yeah. person. Yeah, I guess I could sure. see like before we knew stuff to be like, ooh, that's gonna make a weird dog human hybrid monster. Well, that's why that uh, uh, bestiality, that uh, death was prescribed to both the humans and the animals. Mm. So, Oh, so it couldn't, if it got accidentally pregnant during that time. That's right. That's yeah. right. So you had, to, you had to kill them both. Let's see. You said you had some stuff about bestiality law also. Yeah, 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 but uh, the, the, the last few things about bestiality law. Apparently bestiality is still legal in two states. Do you want to guess which ones? <sighs> Arkansas? Nope. Um, uh, California? No, it's West Virginia. That checks out. And New Mexico. Hmm. But the reason bestiality is legal in some places is because by when we went through the process of decriminalizing uh, like sodomy and stuff, sometimes those were already like paired together. So they accidentally decriminalized bestiality as well sure so then they had to recriminalize bestiality as a separate kind of law and it's state by state so i don't think there's actually a federal law that criminalizes this that's fucking interesting and god i'm gonna fact check that before i post that or or i won't who knows and so it had it's like been state by state Hmm. and am i just stealing your thunder no you're doing great one of the challenges that we have in criminalizing bestiality like kind of getting it back on the books is that how do you differentiate it from things that farmers do some farmers inseminate animals yeah or do things to like get them horny and stuff so that helps like so how do you you got to try to find a way we can talk about that separately of like what part of that i don't know but like no one for some reason farmers are the untouchable people that you can never make a law against there's their america's backbone or well i don't know whatever yeah um so like they had to try to make laws that criminalized it, but in a way that didn't criminalize farming. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Have you ever seen like a bull? Like whatever you're about to say, no, okay, <laughs> wait, but what, what have you, what have you seen? I said bull and I shouldn't have a, oh. a cow artificial insemination. You literally wear like a, a shoulder high glove no. and oh. J lube up like your entire arm. so that you can shove a vial full of semen like all the way up in there when you okay when you started saying you have to wear in my mind i thought you were gonna say like a white and black spotted like <laughs> like outfit or like a cow mask or something that's where i thought you were going you have to, you have to do the sexy cow dance you Oh no! Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's it's a it's a it's a lot. And if it weren't for like yeah. to make baby cows happen, it would definitely be problematic. Yeah, yeah. 
Weird. Um, my two like random things, and we can yeah. talk more about it. In Hungary, apparently, there are no legal limitations to pornography that involve animals. Hmm. So uh, there's a rather large industry, uh, kind of underground, but not really, that produces a number of films and magazines, particularly for Dutch companies such as Top Score and Book and Film International. Hmm. And apparently, uh, there are even um, non-human porn stars like a great dane named hector who starred in several films <laughs> i mean good for you hector i guess so but couldn't we get a better porn name i don't like that's know. not the best porn name you know for but for a dog yeah yeah i don't know champ like, what's <laughs> <it>? <laughs> what do you want to name him i don't know uh, all right i'm trying to think of one but I've, i'm not coming up with I'm, my animal porn names are not at the tip of my brain unfortunately well i would encourage you later if it comes into mind just yell it just out. yell <laughs> <laughs> uh and then last apparently in japan they have serious censorship laws around pornography but because of a quirk of japanese law if the penis isn't a human penis it's okay so they use animal pornography to bypass censorship laws so often there will be models that perform fellatio on animals because oral penetration of a non-human penis is not in the scope of their pixelation censorship law. Um, while primarily underground, there are a number of animal pornography actresses who specialize in bestiality movies. <sighs> Did you? Okay, I was. I also read a bunch of stuff about bestiality and and got found my way onto weird forums that like yeah, yeah i i like got up it was upsetting to do this yeah. did you how did you did you i multiple times had the like i don't want to yuck anybody's yum but like yuck yeah <laughs> you, you know? well that's part of this conversation is like is we we talk about yucking people's yums when it's like doing something consensual between yeah humans is usually our discussion i read a so, bunch of forums of people who are like i'm sure my dog is into it i'm like oh that is a lot to unpack yeah yes i agree <laughs> we i think we should get there i think we should go through this info and then kind of like have that conversation because yeah. we need to but yeah. um speaking of this actually segues in the dsm mm -hmm. zoophilia is listed in the, the latest version the dsm-5 under other specified paraphilic disorder Okay. So paraphilia is an experience or intense sexual arousal to atypical objects, situations, fantasies, or behaviors. So it's not just that it's paraphilic. It's, it has to be a disorder, which means so for it to count for zoophilia to count in the DSM as a disorder, um, the, the interest must be recurring and intense. It must be present for at least six months. And it must cause marked distress or impairment in important areas of functioning. That's that's what makes it the disorder part of this. Yep. Which is interesting because, like, why are we limiting it? Like, isn't anything that causes, that is intense, lasts a long time, and causes distress to you aren't, that could be anything. Sure. That could sure. be drinking water. If I get so obsessed with drinking water, a normally good thing, and I do it all the time and it interferes with my ability to get stuff done because I always have to be around my fridge to get water. Like, I don't know, like anything yeah. could, 
if it interrupts your day-to-day life and is intense, anything could be categorized under this. Yeah, well, and there's also the opposite or the corollary, right? Of like, just because you're not distressed by it doesn't mean it's good for you. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so interestingly, there are paraphilias that are listed and this is other specified paraphilic disorder. So examples they give are uh, zoophilia, necrophilia, mm. uh, coprophilia. Yep, that's eating poop, everybody. Into scat. <laughs> Um, there's clismophilia, which is sexual arousal from enemas. Oh, there's, I mean, a really good poop. Pretty great. Right. So maybe. No, no, wait, maybe what? You can see being into it. Maybe an enema would be like, get that shit moving. Um, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, urophilia, which is urination, the side of thought, like urination and telephone scatologia. Which is not what it sounds like. It's arousal for exposing unexpected victims to uh, sexual or obscene things over the phone. Oh, great. So I, I think that's a weird collection of examples that they have provided for this. Because some I could see like necrophilia. Others like being into enemas. Like, what the fuck do I care? Right, like, I, yeah. again, this is like if it causes disorder or if it causes prolonged issues with your life. So to me, yeah, again, that could be anything, but like why these examples, some of those feel like, okay, necrophilia, that feels like a violation. That's a problem. Whether, yeah, like you said, like whether or not you have an issue with this, like that seems like a problem you got to work on versus like being into like urine. Like that's so that's so common. Why would that be in this same list? If you spend like a prohibitive amount of time doing like with enemas, you might just be a bottom. Like you might be Dan Carlington. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a Dan. That's my new stand-up. Bit. But but it hardly seems to be like who nobody's getting harmed. Yes. Right. Yes. Same with water sports, really. Right. Yes. Like then why 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 care? Why yeah. why put that in a list of things to? Yeah be disordered i don't know it's i agree odd. i think th- there's a weird like gayness was in the dsm in the past and it eventually was moved to like only if it causes you distress like so it seems like this is the the like only if it causes distress is the out that they yeah. add on to something that maybe might not be an issue yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which I, I think it still sucks when something is in there because regardless that demonizes that even if you have with all the proper clarifications and like only if it harms you like i think you're still giving a negative slant to this thing and saying it's possible like like what yeah why include it at all yep is the question well maybe it's worth talking about why why it happens sure um so uh, b- before I go into the why it happens, I do want to talk about this article that I found in the in the Independent that was why would anyone want to have sex with an animal? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Anil Agarwal published a comprehensive typology of zoophilia in the Journal of Forensic and Legal Medicine, and in that claims that there are ten different types of zoophile based on scientific and clinical literature. So they are human animal role players. And those are people who never have sex with animals but become sexually aroused through wanting to have sex with humans who are pretending to be animals. Hmm. Is that furries? That seems very different than furries. I think furries vary, or a lot of them very intentionally separate this out. Like, I am not trying to have sex with an animal. Like, I am am having sex with in this costume. And again, 
we did in a whole episode. It's not even about sex for some people. For, yeah. for most people, it's not about sex at all. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's different. But there's got to be like a small overlap, like more than the general population, because it, I don't know. When how, as it's written, it's like sexually aroused through wanting to have sex with humans who pretend to be animals, like knowing that it's pretend is part of it. Mm, there. Okay. Uh, romantic zoophiles are those who keep animals as pets as a way to get psychosexually stimulated without actually having any kind of sexual contact with them. Zoophilic fantasizers, those who fantasize about having sexual intercourse with animals but never actually do. They're tactile zoophiles, those who get sexual excitement from touching, stroking, or fondling animals or their genitals but do not actually have sexual intercourse with animals. Uh, there are fetishistic zoophiles, and those are those who keep various animal parts, especially fur, that are used as erotic stimuli as a crucial part of their sexual activity, typically masturbation. Why out of all of this is like you just find someone with a collection of fur? Like, yeah. Why did that gross me out more than other things? I don't, I don't know. know. It's like... I kept a lump of your hair. <laughs> I have a box of cat hair. And yeah. It's hot. Yes, um, sadistic bestials, those who derive sexual arousal from the torturing of animals, mm. known as zoo sadism, but does not involve sexual intercourse with the animal. There are opportunistic zoosexuals, those who have normal sexual encounters, but would have sexual intercourse with animals if the opportunity arose. Uh, regular zoosexuals, those who prefer sex with animals over sex with humans but are capable of having sex with both. Uh, they will engage in a wide range of sexual activities with animals and love animals on an emotional level. There are homicidal bestials, those who need to kill animals in order to have sex with them. Who boy. Uh, although capable of having sex with live animals, there is an insatiable desire to have sex with dead animals. And last, exclusive zoosexuals, those who only have sex with animals to the exclusion of human sexual partners. Uh, so, I, I don't know. There's a big wide array of different ways that somebody might be wired this way and or why but one thing that's interesting that led to a bunch of of, of research being done on it is those violent ones like homicidal mm. bestials that i was just talking about for sure along with like setting things on fire and bedwetting are part of a cluster of things that occur around childhood to people who end up being serial killers or other otherwise uh, sociopathic okay i read about that yeah and they they called it the link yeah. between there's this there are like more recently this has been the big concern in bestiality like you know there's moral rights and, and animal rights and and that but more recently a concern about the relationship between animal cruelty and interpersonal violence known as the link mm. capital L link mm. sorry Zelda yeah this is the new <laughs> link. And the Triforce. Why is the Triforce going to keep coming up in this episode? <laughs> Homosexuality, bestiality, and pedophilia. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we need, maybe we need to not connect. But I don't know. Um. Other people already connected. But like they said that studies that are done on this are done on prisoners. Okay. Not the general population. So yeah. while, yeah. while, I, okay, I read something that said, quote, the research suggests that individuals with interest in bestiality likely have a host of atypical sexual interests, some of which may lead to interpersonal offending or use of prob problematic pornography, end quote. The downside, though, is that there's no direct uh, scientific evidence that's like the clear, the link, the like clear like done, you know, done on the general population that confirms absolutely that these two things are related. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And so it may be more likely to cause this, but I don't think we're, I don't think the science is totally there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there are some things that the science is there on. Okay. There are some medical conditions that do account for zoophilic behavior. So if uh, there are sometimes uh, cerebral tumors located in the frontal lobe or in the limbic system or the hypothalamus can lead people to become zoophilic when they weren't before Mm. they had the tumors. Mm. Um, A very recent case in the journal Romanian Neurosurgery uh, described the late onset of zoophilia in a 42-year-old man who suddenly started engaging in zoophilic behavior following an aneurysm in the posterior cerebral artery. Um, More specifically, he developed a sexual interest towards the hens in his garden, and his wife found him several times having sex with the hens. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he died a few weeks later because the aneurysm burst. Mm. Um, another report that was in the Annals of Pharmacotherapy highlighted the case of a 74-year-old man who developed zoophilic tendencies five days after he started dopaminergic therapy for Parkinson's disease. He had, mm. was diagnosed with Parkinson's. They put him on a medication, and he immediately started having like bestiality was part of his life. So there's like, it's it, there's clearly some like brain chemistry things that can be true yeah. for, 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 for people that, that are, are engaging this kind of behavior. Also, zoophilia has been studied as an early sign of psychosis. So mm. um, it's something that, that people can experience uh, right before, like in the prodrome stage of, of, of a psychotic break. Mm. In the 1970s, there was this dude uh, who was a sexologist named John Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, he did a study and concluded that zoophilic behaviors were transitory or sometimes transitory when it occurred because of no other sexual outlet being available. Mm. So that it was like a like a projection, mm. like Almost like a situational thing. Yeah. So that leads to the bestiality, a, a connection to gayness, that there are lots of gays who may seek out animals as a sexual outlet because they either can't or won't let themselves give in to their huh. natural sexual orientation of being a homosexual. So like, I'm just so deeply closeted that I can't, but so then like something about that, their brain then imprints on animals. Hmm. That's a dangerous kind of thing because like if there is some connection and if there is scientific connection, people could use that and very easily misconstrue that to say all mm-hmm. when it's actually the shame that people give gayness because uh, by making these connections is part of the root issue, not yep. the, it's not a critique of what's actually happening. Absolutely. It's, it's a weird <laughs> chicken and the egg. Yep, 100%. Although, I, I mean... Yeah. Same thing with the pedophilia episode, right? Like if it's true, I I don't want to hide from that, right? Right. Like right. so anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, but those are those are some of the reasons why that apparently, you know, have something to do or might have something to do with 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 brain chemistry hmm. uh or the awful horrific nature of society and making gay people closeted. <laughs> it, it, some of the like of the 10 types, some of them were violent and clearly bad like uh, there's no we don't don't even have to discuss the moral implications of like killing an animal having sex with it but others that are more about like i don't know there's just a variety of types some of this clearly can be caused by external situations some like i read something that said like some one of the researchers believed that this was an inborn characteristic so it could be that too i don't know did you read anything definitive on whether 
Yeah, and and people making um, yes, and, and and people making the claim that it's the same as homosexuality, right? Yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. Like an, another, another, they can't help themselves, or it's not a choice. Like that somehow justifies the behavior, which is something that right. we also saw in the pedophilia yes. episode. I do believe that pedophilia people were born that way, and also we need to remember that that just because just because you were born with something does not make it okay. Right. Like that's not why that's not why gayness is okay. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So. Yep. I agree. Should I say some numbers? Say some numbers, Kyle. You have Gata? A little bit. There, These are the numbers. If you look up, like, anyone will come across these same numbers because we have such limited um, data on this. So the one of the numbers I came across was from a 2021 um, review of 13 different papers that estimated it was prevalent in 2% of the population zoophilia was. That was a study by... That seems like a lot. Like 2% of everyone is a lot of fucking people. Hold on to your chickens because here comes um, back in the 40s and 50s, Kinsey, yeah. famous for the Kinsey scale, who did a lot of research. On, he was like had the more accurate number of gay people account for like 10%. Um, he This was one of the questions, one of the things he studied. And he said men who have some form of sexual contact with an animal across their lifespan was at 8%. Woo. Yeah. Get it. And... <laughs> And he said, can, when looking at people that were raised on farms, it's closer to 50, 40 to 50%. Mm. That seems to be like almost half of people. That seems. <laughs> uh, for women, it was, I don't know why it was separated out for pre adolescence and adolescence, but 1.5 reported bestiality in pre adolescence and 3.6 in adolescence. Mm. So both. 2% seems like a big number, like yeah. a big percentage. And Kinsey, who I don't know if I, those numbers also, Kinsey's numbers seem high. He was also right about some of the yeah. stuff that he yeah. said for for his time. Um, but something I read said that, <laughs> I'll read, quote, considering that humanity has been aware of and legislated bestiality for over 3,000 years, it is remarkable how little scientific knowledge exists on the topic. Yeah. And I think this is something that like we run across. There are topics like this that are just taboo to even talk about, to have our episode name this. And I, I don't like the idea of it being taboo to talk about because I think there we're not going to get anywhere by not studying it. We're right. not going to get anywhere by not researching it. And in fact, I think directly the opposite. It was going to directly harm our understanding and knowledge of what to do about this. Yeah, yeah. If Absolutely. we, if we, the more we know about it, understand it, the more we can decide, do we need to legislate this? Are people born this way and we need to help like that would train. And clearly you told me other examples, so it's not just that, but it, you know, maybe some set is born like this and we need to help those people differently and we need to make it okay. I'd rather them talk about it than uh, fucking do this thing in secret, like to kill and fucking an animal in secret. Like yep. I'd yep. rather make it a little bit more okay to talk about so that we can deal with the problem. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people don't want to do. They just think talking about it is bad. Yeah. And uh, the dehumanizing effect of it all, right. Too. Like who wants to be the person that's going to help a pedophile, you right. know, like, right. which is so heartless and cruel yeah. and like very non-Christian actually, unchristian. Yeah. Right? So yeah, Christians should be all over this. So, okay. Are we to the point where we talk about what do we think about it? Like, do you want to play a game first? 
Let's play a game. That'll be a fun. I think. I think I would. I would. Yeah. Great, Kyle. You're going to play a game called Bestiality or Nay. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> okay. Can you tell me the rules? The rules are: I'm going to tell you a philia okay. of some kind, which is a sexual interest or act of having sex with something, and I want you to tell me if that is bestiality or not. Okay. There are various types of philias under the bestiality yep. umbrella. Are you ready? Oh, God. I thought we were going to have a fun, lighthearted, like, you remember Toucan Sam? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Are you ready? Yes, yes. Here we so. go. Ornithophilia. Bestiality is that. Correct. That's sex with birds. <sighs> birds? I, okay, look. Birds seem like the worst ones to have sex with. <laughs> They're little, they have beaks, they can fly, they can literally fly away from you. Like, that just. <sighs> okay. There's 20 of these, so... This, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. I also don't have to critique each animal and tell you how fuckable they are. Uh, I so If you want to take a stab, if you want to guess what, what you think it is, too, that, that, that could okay. be maybe funny. Dacrophilia. Uh, uh, I'm going to say, nay, that's sex with Dax Shepard. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the point for the necrophilia or, or, or necrophilia. Woo, woo. Maybe that was a Freudian slip of of the dead tongue. Uh, uh, you you get a point for bestiality or nay. The, the like your guess doesn't matter. Right, right. Like, okay. Well, it matters to me. But, but you said nay, which is correct. That's uh, that's turned on by tears or crying. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, hey, if you're into that, hit me up. Because... <laughs> uh, hoplophilia. Uh, I'm gonna say bestiality. I don't uh, have no idea. Oh, into rabbits. It is not. Oh. It is turned on by guns. <gasps> so all of Florida. <laughs> um, America. Uh, lactophilia. Uh, I'm gonna say nay. I'm gonna say that's into like milk or milking. Turned on by breast milk. That's correct. Uh, gerontophilia. I'm gonna say nay. That's into giants. Nay. That's turned on by elderly people. Oh. Uh, let's see. Next, kleptophilia. Nay. Are you sexually excited by stealing things? That's correct. Turned on by stealing things. Podophilia. Uh, yes, just because I haven't said yes in a minute. I don't know what that would be, but. Uh, it is not. It's being turned on by feet. Oh, I should have. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Melissophilia. Nay, that's being turned on by Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> uh, it is. It's sex with or arousal from bees. Okay, I said birds were one of the worst ones to have sex with. Bees? Oh, my God. They jizzed over a bee movie. Yeah, probably. Or they honeyed their pants. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Dendrophilia? Uh, No, that's into Dharma and Greg. That's, That's no, that's turned on by trees. Oh, trees. Okay. Batracophilia. Yes, you're into bats. That's yes, but it's sex with or arousal from frogs. Again, not the best, you know, there's some, okay. Ribbit. Uh, herpetophilia. I they can puff up their chest and that's sexy. Yeah. Bold, confident. Um, they're, no, they're that. bulgy throats. Yeah. Um, they're long tongues mm-hmm. from across the room. Um. Uh no wait what'd you say herpetophilia no something about grass uh it is that's sex with or arousal from lizards oh brontophilia yes I'm gonna say yes because that sounds like a dinosaur uh no that is being turned on by thunder oh mm-hmm. boy that sucks 
that time you got to work out that timing so specifically <laughs> yeah just like chasing the storm yeah. all the way across the plains oh, just so you can the, get off that's what the movie twister was about absolutely <laughs> uh delphinophilia dolphins yes yes that's sex with dolphins uh sinophilia no into sinuses that- <laughs> <laughs> that is uh that is yes that's sex with their arousal from dogs fornophilia uh, no i don't know what that is no and it is getting turned on by using humans as furniture oh i've seen that in dom sub videos <laughs> yeah 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 uh equinophilia yes into horses yes into horses arachnophilia yes into spiders yes into spiders okay sorry new worst one <laughs> <laughs> uh formicophilia no because you're into formica uh yes that oh. is sex with or arousal from insects crawling on you okay oh ew <laughs> yep um oh. and last one emis emis uh no it's arousal to being skinny uh that is that is yes that is sex with or arousal from turtles uh so out of 20 you got one two three four five six seven eight nine oh, so that means i lost uh that means you lost but you know what losing at a bestiality game yeah. i might be okay with that <laughs> but i did want to talk briefly about I, I don't know how many of those are actually real so mm. um emisphilia i put it last on purpose because it's apparently uh it was discovered by dr daniel Schechner of the university of hawaii in 1959 he dedicated a brief portion of his monograph the varieties of sexual experience to this fetish in the book he mentions a native hawaiian islander known to the reader as mr gore who confesses a strong sexual attraction to creatures belonging to the order tested testudines uh, the the thing is uh it's it was all it was all made up it was absolutely fake it was mm. totally totally made up there was an article on the topic written by June Torbody in a 2007 issue of the Yale Daily News, and she provided the background to the fake paraphilia. And apparently, Johan Behan is the name of somebody who on purpose made fake Wikipedia articles that sounded as real as possible in order to try to uh, oh, disrupt cool. the system. So, so he said uh, he created many fake articles for Wikipedia, the most successful of which was the entry on turtle fucking uh, to ensure others would find the article believable. He had to do more than just write one entry on, on emisphilia. Uh, he created several others relating to the fake fetish and linked them. Quote, it's an art of creating a web of phoniness, he said. Additionally, striking an academic tone was important to creating an air of legitimacy. Mm, yeah. You need to write it in a way that makes it sound like it's something possible. If you write it like an authoritative pronouncement, it tends to work better. Anyway, so like it's like that that sex with tractors thing that took off that's not actually real, mm-hmm. like that totally is fucking made up. Or There's, that birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Uh, there was a case in Australia of a man that supposedly died banging a crocodile. Did not happen. It's interesting. People love to lie about fucking animals, Kyle. <laughs> Dog the booty hunter. <laughs> Dog the booty hunter. That's a good porn name, right? That's fantastic. Sorry, Sorry you were still saying stuff. I'm glad you did it. No, no, that's that's it. Just like, like uh, I, I think it's so taboo that people want to believe oh. things about it. Well, why would someone make up this weird thing if it's not if it's not real like if it's so absurd it seems like 
then it would have to be true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I could see that. I, I, I will say that though, for sure, dogs and horses are real. That's typically in some studies what the uh, top of the list is. <laughs> top indeed. Um, so so uh, w- what are your views on like, should it be more accepted? How, wh- how, how, what do you think about bestiality, Mike? I think that the crux of the situation is consent. Mm-hmm. Animals can't consent. Maybe some gorillas can. I don't <laughs> know. But like, and maybe some dolphins can when we get that like secret decoder ring figured out. But to me, it's 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 about consent more, more than anything else, mm-hmm. right? And no, your dog can't consent like it can look lovingly into your eyes as you rail it but that doesn't mean like is actually into it mm-hmm. like um so i mean i i think that like other paraphilias everything um we need to approach people with their humanity in mind and with compassion um and it's i don't think a victimless crime mm-hmm. um I, I think i think animals can't consent and and making them do sexy stuff with you is is a violation so therefore not not great. I don't know. How about you? I, I listened to this lecture um, on the podcast called Gresham College Lectures, uh, episode from 2020 called Loving Animals by Johanna Burke. And she talked about like some of the things that like I was really trying to think about this and trying to not have my uh, judgmental attitude and really think about it. And you're right. Like consent is absolutely one of those big things. She talked about like there are a lot of things we do with animals. We cuddle them. They lay in bed with us. We kiss them. We pet them lovingly. We treat them as our own family. Like there are a lot of ways we treat animals. And also don't fuck your family. Everybody go, go, go ahead. Depends. Step. <laughs> that seems to be every porn is your step, whoever. And she also talked about the fact that animals, we often view animals and, and, bestiality through the lens of violence like Mm -hmm. something negative or bad is happening to them and don't view animals as having their own independent life world they have sex drives they have they um have desires and libidos and they masturbate for pleasure and they have sex with other animals for pleasure they have sex with other animals outside of their species for pleasure sometimes consensually sometimes not like they they have their their own world and they deserve to be valued so i i guess she didn't really say it directly but i guess she was arguing that there's there is a kind of love for animals that can be acceptable or something Mm. she didn't get me all she didn't get me there yet i still agree that like i i think i i i do start to like let's pick the extreme example of like can a gorilla consent but like i don't I don't think that like animals can truly understand what is happening, even mm-hmm. if they can sign the word yes or whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 Can can they like truly understand what is happening here? And I don't know. I, I yeah. So uh, you your dog can look like he's into it, but I yeah I still have an issue with like the consent and and even if they seem into it, how 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 much do they understand about what you like what's happening, what pleasure you're getting from this and what you're kind of doing to them. Yeah. I think the view is interesting reminding like animals have their own agency and deserve to like live basically and, and have their own sex drives. That was an interesting reminder that was like someone trying to view it from a different angle, but yeah, it didn't, didn't, yeah. Didn't convince me that that's okay. Yeah. I remain unconvinced as well. Yeah. Um, well. That's the oh my god, Kyle! What we didn't talk about horse dicks even once. 
Well, now we did. Now we did. What? I, I mean, I think it's really interesting that we talk about like dudes with big penises are hung like a horse, hung like a mule, hung like a donkey, hung like a rhino, hung like an animal. Like oh. it's, we're talking about fucking bestiality. Oh, I. Th- it's an inhumanly large penis. It's a. It's a. It's an animal dick. Like, and that's, that's like sexy and okay. Yes, isn't that like what the fuck? Is, so okay, if you judge, show people- me your horse cocks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as ten inch horse sticks. No, nope. that's not true. Um, well, horse sticks for sure, yeah, yeah. like actual horses. But yes. if you judge people that like do the again, like the consensual thing of either not all furries it's for most of them it's not about sex but for those where it is that if go like go for it or like you know having sex with people pretending to be animals all of that is like no like that part is cool like you're consenting you're adults you know it's happening and if you feel like it's gross like yeah just you you're that's a good entry point in my mind of like we talk about horse hung and that's okay yeah so there's something there to comparing to animals that that we've all kind of just said as acceptable socially yep so yep yep yeah. okay well great hmm. uh in the patreon i'm going to talk about 10 countries where uh, uh, uh bestiality is a thing wow okay and i'm interested and scared yeah me too Whew. and u.s is amongst them like yeah we should make sure that we are we are no scapegoat wait Man. <laughs> I don't know. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do We're our gayest. We're back. <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, you motherfuckers, Some... tickets are on sale now. Yeah. For our live show. They went on sale May 1st. They went on sale May 1st. Uh, there is a... Promo code in the Patreon app that will get you 50% off. So be if sure you're to a use Patreon that. Member. And uh, yeah, go to gayishpodcast.com slash live. All of the links to the tickets can be found in there. Sunday, June 4th in New York. Friday, June 23rd in Seattle. Saturday, July 29th in Chicago. Sunday, August 13th in San Francisco. Sunday, September 10th in LA. And Sunday, October 15th in Houston. We would love to see you beautiful little faces. And... Wonderful fuckers, mm-hmm. my, my fuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think you're going to go, please, I mean, both buy a ticket now because you get a discount because they're on pre-sale right now. So buy a except ticket. Except New York. But. Except New York. Um, buy a ticket now for you and also for us. It helps us to know that people are going to show up because if no one shows up, we're not going to do a show there. Yeah. So like, please make sure you buy tickets now and bring your friends and it'll be a lovely time and you'll get a drink with your ticket. And yeah. That'll be great. Also, everyone, yeah, we've been doing a gayish spotlight segment and putting it on the Patreon app. We've um, been doing it, meaning we've done one so far. Two, we and did two. It's not up yet. Oh, we will we will publish a second soon. Okay, great. Uh, but yeah, we we had uh, uh, queers in your ears, which is a podcast. We did an interview with them, and we did an interview with Brad Shreve from the podcast Queer We Are. And even though it's on the Patreon app, they're public posts, so anybody can go and and, and listen to them yeah. there. Um, and I, I've really liked both the conversations we've had. Go listen to both of those podcasts. Yeah, I, I think they're really interesting conversations about the people that make these LGBT podcasts, why they make them, what the podcasts are about. Uh, Brad's was really interesting. He shared a lot about his story. So whenever that comes out, look look out for it, and we'll post about it on our socials. So So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Just a fun extra thing that we want to do. Yeah. And hopefully we'll do more like interviews and discussions with 
with LGBT podcasters and and others other that we think are interesting. Business owners, I don't know. Yeah, prom, prom, like important people. Yeah, not important people. Whatever, like regular people. Yeah, animals. Uh, okay, it's time for the local gay bar review. Ooh. Okay, this time I'm going to talk to you about Boston, Massachusetts, and the bar is called The Alley, which is in an alley. Um, Good name? Good uh, name? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, went there. Uh, it's an adorable space. Uh, there's like an upstairs, not like a not like another floor, but like a loft kind of area. Uh, a big wraparound bar, lots of booths. And uh, saw lots of different kinds of people there, which you know is is always a, a big thing for me. But on this particular evening, the upstairs loft would was taken over by uh, like a pup slash leather uh, event of some kind. So there were a bunch of pup hoods and like a boy uh, in full latex running around. <gasps> And uh, there was a tour guide up there. Uh, he was Pup Sticks was his name. A tour guide? Yep. We we went up the stairs uh, and we definitely looked tentative like we weren't sure that we belonged. <laughs> and so they like gave us a tour guide. Like, wow. His name was Pup Sticks and he's like took us around. That's such like, a good idea. Like, like I bet they see that on people's faces and they're like, you don't know what's happening, do you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was really, really great. That's cool. And then... I got recognized twice. Wow! Wow! There, uh, independently, because you're so famous. It, was, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same people. It was one, uh, one person that was one booth over that was like, hmm. "Are you Mike from Gaish?" I was like, "Yeah." And then uh, Tito Burrito was there. Ran oh, in, uh, hi Tito! Ran into Tito Burrito uh, uh, that that evening, and then Kyle, <gasps> I got laid. Oh, five dildos. <laughs> Confetti, confetti, confetti. You know, at least at least a half of one of those dildos is just to spite you. <laughs> I'm so happy. We made it happen together, everyone. Yep. You, they said <laughs> all the haters said it could never happen. Yep, yep. Here we are. Here we are. I have two things. Great. If you are a Patreon member and you're listening to this the day before and it's Wednesday still, uh, our happy hour is tonight. Oh, yeah. So come hang out with us. If you're not a Patreon member, it already happened because you didn't. You don't have access to yes. this. There's always next time. Um, there's always next time. So um, it is Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. The details will be posted to Patreon. So check Patreon for that info. Um, and we're really excited this year. We're going to be sponsors of Trans Pride Seattle. So yeah. Now, now more than ever. Um, it's super important to have positive trans visibility, trans celebrations, trans pride, trans joy. There's an organization um, that puts on trans pride and, and has um, before so uh, it's if you're in the seattle area you can check them out it's on the same day that we're doing a show separately so you know go to one and then the other um but yeah we're excited to be sponsors this year everybody's like doing all this hand wringing appropriately so about all the anti-trans legislation that's going on in this country right now if you want to do something about it get your goddamn checkbook out and yeah. give some money to some trans people yep absolutely absolutely well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on social at gayishpodcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's your gayest or straightest, mm. is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Oh, and momsplaining. Get your, get your momsplaining questions Ooh, in. Oh, yep. If you want to join our Discord or our Facebook group or our spaces, we have all those links there at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. So you can find all that. And then if you want to email us, our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. USA.
<laughs> gayest and straightest? Yeah, let's do our gayest and straightest. Okay, I'll go. Okay, great. Um, my gayest is when you and I went out for drinks, uh, we pretended to be on a date to get someone to stop talking to us. Yeah, we did. Um, he did drop a little bit of knowledge on us where he said there's no shame in the game if there's a little Hershey's kiss, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I wrote. I immediately wrote down because I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're having sex with someone, there's a little Hershey's kiss. Yeah, it's okay. It happens. Yeah. Well, and uh, not our first rodeo with that particular gentleman either. He had hit on Marty. Yep. He was there (laughs) with your brothers and he didn't remember that we had already talked to him before. Yeah, I don't think he is great. Um, My straightest is yesterday. Watched the movie. Dude, where's my car? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that movie at all? I just remember the dude and bro being written on their backs. Yeah, sweet and dude. Sweet and dude. Yeah, there you that go. That movie was about aliens. Oh, great. Their entire time, it was like aliens were on Earth trying to find something. It's excellent. Like, I just completely forgot. Like, my friend asked me, he was like, do you remember what that was about? It's like, yeah, finding a car. And he's like, no, it was about aliens. It was also transphobic, which sucks. Oh. Um, came out in like 2000 or something. It's a different time. So I, hope. I, it, I, I mean, uh, not different enough. It's kind of like a lot of things were transphobic around that time and didn't even, yeah. Anyway, that's my straightest. Great. Uh, well, so the gayest thing about me this week, I apologize in advance because technically it's two weeks in a row of exactly the same thing. <laughs> I've done that with Kraken. <laughs> Dakota, the hot trainer. Oh, yeah. This morning in an even skimpier tank top, mm. I, I, I had to train with him. So it wasn't just from across the room. It was like he was like touching me and (laughs) moving me to do things different. And like I could see the like the the his cleavage was kind of Mm, popping out mm -hmm. the top the top of it. And he smelled amazing. (laughs) Um, Like whatever whatever body wash or like deodorant like was it was here. I'm oh man. Okay. Dakota. Dakota is the gayest thing about me this week. <laughs> uh, but then the, the straightest thing about me this week was to throw him off the trail, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I started talking to him about hockey, which the, the, the sum total of my hockey knowledge comes from being at the bar with you. We, we were on a date. <laughs> yeah, um, on our date. Because yep. the Kraken or, or, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, and the Seattle Kraken. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's like, do, uh, do you. Do you follow hockey? Do you? <laughs> but now Please you know that, more. that <laughs> you know about the playoffs. That's some good hockey knowledge. Yeah, that seems know. yeah. I did. I forgot. In addition to watching Dudes Words in my car, we stopped it so my friend could turn it on to the hockey game where the L.A. I'm gonna say Hawkeyes. Kings. Uh, we're playing. Yeah, that sounds more right. We're playing against the Edmonton Oilers, oh. and Edmonton won. They have a big mall there. That's cool. That's gay. Hey, Canada. I see you. That's, <laughs> I know. I know what's up. Oh, hey, Canadian Discord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a listener's gay so straight as this time. My favorite kind comes from voicemail. Hey there, gentlemen. Uh, this is Kyle calling. <laughs> and yes, another Kyle. But <gasps> I'm older than Kyle. So I came first. And so I think that means I win, right? <laughs> yes. That's how that does. works. Yep. So calling in with my gayest and straightest. Uh, my straightest is that I fell through a, well, I fell through a hole in the floor at my dad's house and scraped up my shin uh, really bad, and there was no antibiotics or anything to treat it, and so I just poured vodka over uh, the open wound uh, to disinfect it. And uh, my gayest is that when I met the contractor over there to fix the hole in the floor, um, he was asking me if my shin was healing up nicely, 
and I told him the story of pouring the vodka on my shin, and then I proceeded to tell him that it was the butchest thing I've done in a while, uh, which made him tilt his head slightly at why I would say it that way. So anyways, very much enjoyed the show. Uh, appreciate you both. Have a great night. Bye. Thanks, first Kyle. Thanks, Kyle the first. Thanks, original Kyle. I definitely think that using anything that's not antibiotic ointment as an antibiotic oh. is like, that's yep. straight. Like, they Archer did that. Just put dirt on it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it was very early on that, uh, I think it was your brother Murph that said to us, like, calling stuff butch is gay. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. Like dudes don't talk about how butch they are by doing stuff. Like, yeah. that, yeah. So, absolutely. That was a great one. Yeah. Thanks. Send them in, folks. Uh, that's it. We did it. That's it. We talked about <laughs> bestiality. We talked about bestiality a bunch. I, yeah. Um, I want to thank and pray that you continue <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> our super gap bridgers. <gasps> Andrew Bugby, Christopher M. John Carly, Stephen Porch, Yost Olsel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cubbington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cachetorians, and Jerome York. Good work, Kyle. You did it. Thank you. You made it all the way through in one breath. Mm-hmm. And not just because of editing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's Wait, it. But that made it sound like I did make it through. No, <laughs> I didn't. I really did it. Okay, here I go again. No, God, no, no, no. <laughs> that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. That's spelled E-W-E. This episode only. <laughs> Quit. I'm out. I'm done. We talked about how we feel about bestiality as a whole. I dislike just a whole. (laughs) (laughs) I dislike people's connection of it to gay shit. Yeah. I think if let's pretend there's a world in which I'm just missing out on some part of it. And in the future, we're like, Oh, there's some, like everyone was just looking down on this thing. There should be some version of this. That's acceptable to society. We just didn't know all that stuff. You got to make a case for that on your own. You have to make a separate case for bestiality. If that's what you think should be legal or okay. Like you got to push for that as an independent thing. Yeah. Uh, I really dislike trying to grab on to gay rights and that movement as why you think it's should be your, it should make the same progress as gay. Stuff. Absolutely. I think you need to, work hard to find get people to research this find the science that says it you need to make a independent separate case and i think it's because i think it often harms the progress that we make by people trying to attach themselves to it i think a lot of people see a lot of good progress in gay shit and want to attach to it and there's some of some of that is good there's racism within the gay community we should be connecting those and talking about those two things i don't need bestiality being attached to it you need to go make your own case for this issue a lot of turgs say that about trans stuff mm. that just like but there is a history that connects um trans and gay issues together. They are intertwined through history, through people's judgment and associations with gender, gender norms, gender stereotypes, and gay shit. Like those, like I can look back and find why they're connected 
through history and time and judgment. And I like you don't we don't see the like originally the gay and bestiality movements were connected. Like that's just not the case. That's yeah. not true. So I didn't say they were right. No, no, I know. I know. It's a it's a fair <laughs> argument and I have a had a real smart response. Yep. <laughs> but, but do you agree? Do you yeah, like absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Totally. Okay. That's all. <laughs>